CW Radio Show, and this is a show we talk. We bring on some great guests talking about great things. They're doing amazing things in life, in general. They're motivating, inspiring, and today's no different. I want to bring on my brother Ryan Harris. He's been doing amazing things for a long time. Ryan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Louie, man. Thanks for bringing me on. You're the best. You send so much positive energy out, man. I hope you know we all love you, and it's an honor to join you. I appreciate that, and it goes the same way. You motivate and inspire so many people through your actions. You know, you're, you're, you are a pro athlete. You're a Super Bowl champion. You are an author, a speaker, a motivator. You do so many amazing things, man. I don't know how you fit that into your schedule. <laughs> and people, they just look behind you right now. You know, that's from, from the Broncos. That's And you have your big Super Bowl ring and everything. And, you know, and on top of that, you're promoting financial literacy for the young athletes in the NFL, NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, and everything. You know, Tell us what's going on with you. Well, you know, I, after a 10-year career with nine surgeries, I decided to retire, you know, and uh, um, it was lucky enough to be a part of the Super Bowl 50 team. And, and since retirement, I've gone into corporate speaking on mindset and I uh, wrote my book on mindset. Also do the Notre Dame football uh, radio broadcast. I have my own sports radio show, so I got the best job in the world. Uh, but financial literacy is really a piece that's important to me. Because after making my first million dollars, I was flat broke in the NFL. And 78% of NFL athletes are bankrupt two years after playing. So uh, the thing that I tried to fight my entire career was going broke. And then after leaving the NFL, I realized a lot of people don't know just the foundational personal finance. And I say money because as soon as you say finance, you lose 80% of the people. So I like to talk money with people because these are the conversations we want to have. Even after two degrees from Notre Dame, I was not prepared to make money, learn how to save it and invest it. And it's important to create communities through ownership, uh, which really creates engagement. But why is it that when you have athletes, they're in college, you know, now that the scope is changing a little bit, but they're in college, they're, they're, they're playing, they have hopes and dreams of being in the NFL or the NBA or, or Major League Baseball and things of that nature. They teach them how to play. They teach them how to perform. They don't teach them how to take care of themselves financially. Why is that? Well, the college system, you know, is, is very antiquated in a lot of ways, but uh, you're not there uh, to learn how to be a, a great person regarding football. And let's be clear, too, only 1% of guys playing on, on rosters this year in college football are going to be in the NFL. True. Every guy believes they will be. And then once you get to the NFL, everybody thinks they'll have a 10-year career. Well, it's an average three-and-a-half-year career. And oh, by the way, the injury rates 100%. If you play, you will have surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look at in the NFL, the NFL teams uh, want, you know, they, they have, they benefit from players being broke. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was with the Kansas, I was going to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Miami Dolphins heard about it and they're like, hey, we'll offer you 60,000 extra dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a lot. And if I was broke, I'd have to take that. But the opportunity was less. Right. I was able to turn down that money stay with the Kansas City Chiefs, which earned me another opportunity with the Broncos and then the Steelers. So you just financial literacy, standing on fin- firm financial footing 
really gives you leverage and makes you more money at the end of the day. And you you have rookies that go and they get these nice, you know, not everyone gets a big contract. You know, I remember back with the Steelers, you know, with, with Tommy Gunn, he got, what, 150 grand to go play and he was bringing the Steelers to the Super Bowl. You know, things transpire, but you have these young athletes that don't know any better and they get a million dollar contract to them. That's huge. But when you take everything into context, is a million dollars going to change their lives, you know, forever? I, I don't think so, because you have to look at all the dynamics. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and the average person is going to make over a million dollars in their career. Right. Right. Uh, the issue with athletes is uh, one, your surroundings. Right. Comparison right. is the thief of joy. Well, if you pull up in a used car, but somebody's got, you know, a uh, uh, a Rolls Royce or something like that. I mean, saving money is the hardest thing to do. And when you see people spending money, it's hard not to do that, right. you know, but also, you know, where are we taught this in school? Because it's not just athletes that go broke. Mm -hmm. You know, we all, many of us go broke by buying things we don't need, right. not understanding the difference in price and cost. And, you know, to your point, young players, I always told them, Hey, delay your purchases three months to three years. And one teammate of mine on the Steelers was making good money for the first time in his life. $485,000, which we, you and I know after paying taxes is about three twenty, dollars maybe. Maybe, right? maybe. <laughs> and then, oh, by the way, he needs a place to live. You know, he needs food. He needs furniture. You know, so you're looking at maybe $150, $1,000 at the end of the day, cash. Mm -hmm. And this player went out and bought a brand new Porsche Panamera. Now, three months later, he was fired from the NFL and he never played again. And so he was driving back to, to Philadelphia with a Porsche Panamera, no investments, no equity, no home, no 401k without winter tires. And it's just a tough, preventable situation. And that, that's the crazy thing about it is because you have it in front of you. It's a choice. If you know better, because you get excited, you know, and, and look, when, when I was younger, same thing, you're making money, but you don't realize the true value of money and the true value of the people around you. So if you don't have the right people around you, you're going to go try to help the world, right? The money starts yeah. going out and you're thinking, okay, you're the big man, so you can go, you, you can't afford this, I'll take care of you. You can't afford this, I'll do this, I'll do this and do this. And at the end of the day, you step back and when the dust clears, there's nobody there but you. Yeah, and, and nobody and nobody's out. life improved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And nobody's life improved. You right. know, I mean, that's the thing you know, either you give strategically or you're a bleeder. And, and I was a bleeder for a long time. Yeah. You know, my uncle said, Hey, your parents need a dishwasher. Of course. Yeah. Let me get that 350 bucks. Well, we got it to the house and turns out they had to do an entire kitchen renovation if they're going to make this dishwasher work. <laughs> so $5,000 later, a $350 dishwasher went in, you know, right. and and so there's just ways to look at it. And, and also, you don't know what you need. I have three right. kids now. Right, and right. Lewis, this is a different world, you know. Sure. And, you know, I want to have the flexibility to have college accounts. And I want to have, you know, the flexibility to take them on vacation. And it's more important than going to the club or showing how wealthy you are. By the way, you can only drive one car at the same time. At the same time. Exactly. So just buy one car. So these are things that not only do you hurt yourself in the present, not help others, uh, but you also hurt your future. And and that's no matter whether you play professional sports or not. Well, now with with people that are, you have these kids that are now coming into their own, you have Heisman Trophy winners, they, they, the draft is coming up and all this other stuff that's happening in all sports. OK, what what kind of advice are you offering them that may make them think, hey, you know what, let me get mature enough to understand what Ryan Harris is saying. 
as opposed to, hey, you know what? I'm a bowler now. I watch bowlers on TV. This is how I want to roll. And I want to go spend all this money, but live above my means. But at the end of the day, it, when, you know, this, the, the, uh, the career of a professional athlete isn't, you know, long. You know, you have a shelf life. So what kind of, what kind of advice are you offering them? Well, what I tell them, especially high earners early, save $80 out of every $100 you make. Uh-huh. And that way, it's just clear cut. If you just do that, you'll be wealthy for the rest of your life because it'll give you time to learn. Uh, so I say, hey, save $80 out of every $100 you make. And then I tell people, just go and buy uh, a share of a stock, a stock you own. If you uh-huh. are putting on Nike shoes, driving a GM vehicle, stopping at Starbucks and going to Walmart, buy those stocks. Uh-huh. And you and I know, Lewis, that once you purchase a share of a stock, you it changes how you look at money forever. Uh-huh. And especially once you get your first dividend payment. So sure. uh, I tell people to save $80 out of every $100 they make and to start owning what you buy. Own the stocks of the of the products that you use and buy every day. And and now, you I mean you you wrote a book? You're an author. You wrote a book. Do you have all these 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 guidelines in your book? Well, yeah, my books. You know, my first book's on mindset. We're working on the second book on financial literacy. Okay. And uh, but my you know mindset encompasses money. You know, yeah. what is your mindset around money? You, uh, every day in the NFL locker room, you get a USA Today. But nobody ever read the money section. So I started reading the money section, you know, and you just have to take it upon yourself to change your mindset. I said early on, I wanted after going broke, I said, I need to be I want to be rich when I'm 50. I don't care about being rich now, you know. And so a lot of broke people will make fun of you for not having nice things. Well, they're broke. Right. So start saying, hey, I can't afford that. 99% of the people you say that to can't afford it either. Right. You know, how about saying I, I, I live debt free? I live payment free. I mean, these are ways. This is a different mindset on how to approach money. Sure. And Lewis, you and I know that wealthy people don't look rich. The mindset behind wealth is completely different yep. because the less you see, the more I have. It's it's less it's less flash and more you know I mean it's more what's behind you is not what's in front of you because you don't want to show that anyway you know the not guys that, that go much. yeah they're flashing and doing that type of thing they're targets anyway especially if yeah. you're an athlete you know I mean there there was a story with an athlete that was going to he was playing football everything he was driving an old used car and this and that people didn't understand they didn't understand why he was doing that when he had the money. But when it was yeah, all I mean, and done, he wasn't broke. They were. Exactly. And I've gotten those phone calls. Hey, can you buy back, you know, this used Louis Vuitton backpack? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can will you buy back this car? No. You know, we had, uh, after we won the Super Bowl, we went to Vegas and two of the rookies got in with a brown paper bag. And I said, what in the world is in that bag? You know, <laughs> they said, cash. I said, what for? I said, ice. We need to get some ice. I pulled up a picture of Bill Gates. I said, how much ice has he got on? None. None. You want to be wealthy, get yourself a purple polo and some new balances. You know, that's wealth. Yeah. You know, uh, but but a lot of this, too, goes back to many of us don't feel uh, our worth without a dollar amount. And so once we make money, we want to show our worth. And that's something that, you know, even I fell into early on in my career. And we have to actively fight these instincts to try and you know, tie our personal value to a dollar amount. Uh, I think we all 
go through that even even in the world of professional wrestling right you you know, people don't realize that hey if, if a wrestler is getting paid you know 150 grand he's making money but he's not because he has two worlds he has his home life and he has his road life you're spending on two of them and that can equate to about three four hundred grand and you're, you're behind the eight ball and you're sleeping on couches as they used to do in hotels because they couldn't afford a hotel room you know, but yeah. but this is the stuff that people don't understand, and athletes need to understand this, and they have to listen to you. You know, look, you know, you and I were friends with with Pete Nigerian. He has a lot of good stuff to let out there, and with you, with how you're guiding these athletes, I think it's you know you have to be applauded for that because they need the guidance. They need the right. guidance because too many, and I've seen it too many times, you know, that these, you know, you have guys, they won the NBA championships, NFL championships, all this stuff. But meanwhile, they can't pay their bill in a restaurant. You know, well, yeah. I mean, a case in point, Dennis Rodman, I'm not, I don't have to say anymore. You know, I mean, things happen. You know, can you rebound from it? Sure. But do you want to go through that struggle? I think you, you can avoid it. It's a lot better. Yeah, what's your mindset? You know, what do you what is what do you want your money to do? And uh, if you want your money to show other people how rich you are, you'll go broke pretty quick. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for me, I want my money to provide security, flexibility, mm -hmm. choices. You know, my mindset around money is every dollar I make, that's a that's a future choice. Right. You know, whether that's investing, saving, vacation, or you know, simply you know being prepared to you know, go out and not be in a job and to build a new skill and to have the, the money to do that. I mean, preparing yourself financially, saving money is the best thing to do. Lewis, have you ever said, man, I really wish I hadn't saved that money? You know, you, no, yeah, yeah, of neither. course not. <laughs> you of know, so, not. But, but you, you always say, wow, I wish I didn't spend that money. All because, the time. Exactly. Because you like you wish you could have got this, but you did that. And we all have these regrets, but th these are the learning processes when you don't have that guidance. You've been Absolutely. there. I've been there. You know, I'm not ashamed to say it. I've been there, you know, but what happens is that when you begin to learn, you share that knowledge, you pay it forward, you share it with the people that need it, that you see. They may not know it at the moment, but they, if they're smart enough, they, they see what through examples from the decades, how you have people that achieve so much, but they're, they're dead broke. Okay. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I got those guys all the time calling me after their career. Hey, Ryan, I should have listened to you. Yeah. You know, one teammate of mine made over $2 million and unfortunately he called me, he said, listen, I got $60,000 left. What do I do with it? And uh, that was a wow. tough conversation, you know? Wow. And I said, listen, man, you need to buy a duplex and you need to get a roommate and you need to live in one side and start building your wealth back up. Yep. And, and we can get tied so much to our financial failures. I mean, all of us can remember them. You know, that's why being financially literate can really protect you and prevent you from making mistakes you don't want to make. Right, right. And, and you know, I look at, I, I take a person and I look at them as a business. Okay, you're a business. So how do you go and prevent yourself from going flat broke? You have different revenue streams. You get involved in different yep. areas so that you have income coming in. Something slows down. This is coming in. And if you do it like that, you have, you have, uh, you, you have something that's there where you can balance yourself out for a long period of time. Do, do you see it like that as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you have the ability to create your situation and it takes longer. Make no mistake about it. Um, but at the end of the day, you have the ability to not only change your life, but the life of your family. And, and a lot of that comes from just asking questions saving $80 out of every hundred you make mm -hmm. and making sure, you know, that, that you're calling the shots. You know, Lewis, I had a teammate from the Steelers, a different one. And mm -hmm. he came up to me, he said, Ryan, 
you, you know, you're always talking to cats about money. Like, what should I do? I said, hey, listen, get yourself a one bedroom apartment. He says, what about family visiting? So it's not your job mm -hmm. to provide ho housing in the middle of the week for your family. I know you right. love them, but if they love you, you know, you want to make it uncomfortable for them to stay at your house. You know, yeah. hotels are great. Um, because, and that came from my knowledge of, Hey, I bought a house that had four bedrooms, even though I was a single guy and it was for my parents and family to come of which they did five, mm -hmm. six times a year, but that's not the best thing you need for your career and really uh, prioritize the abilities you have. The, the one thing, any, any, uh, real estate lawyer or any, the one in real estate will tell you the worst investment you can make is buying a single family home because there's no income potential from it. You know, None. and yeah, it, it's, it's always expending money as opposed to getting something in to, to maintain it. Yeah. And even that real estate conversation, you know, I tell a lot of guys who, you know, they get their first deal. They want to buy a house, they buy a duplex, mm -hmm. you know, buy a condo in a nice area, you know, so you can rent it out. The first thing I ask players, you know, when we talk uh, about they say, hey, what, what do I need to know? I said, well, how about this? Answer me this question. If you stop playing football today, how much money is going to hit your bank account on the first? Mm -hmm. and, and it's a shockingly high number, Lewis. I mean, it's like 99% of guys say zero. I say, well, all right, well, that's a problem you can attack. Now mm -hmm. use everything, the way you attack a defense and offense, use that to attack your, uh, your, your cash flow. Mm -hmm. And so that starts opening the doors. And the, especially with financial literacy, it's easy to say, do this, do that. But that's why I always try and bring, you know, examples for, comp con you know, context mm -hmm. that shows the consequences if you don't and the mm -hmm. power that you have when you do have a mindset about your money. You know, there are a lot of financial advisors, you know, wealth managers and stuff like that out there. You have a lot of players in all sports. They're relying on them in totality for their future. Is that a smart move? Is that not a smart move? What, what's your opinion on that? You know, it's you do need somebody to help you financially, but you really need a team. And that's something I talk to guys who are kind of at a different place. You need a, a tax attorney. Uh, you need a you know, you need a lawyer, uh, just a general business lawyer. I mean, my my conciliary, as I call them, saved me millions uh -huh. from doing small things like operating agreements. You know what I mean? And, and LLCs. Uh -huh. But you want to also understand the structure of of companies to make sure you can you know, uh, have flexibility and have protection. So you do need a team, but I was fortunate that my team, you know, a couple of members of my team said, Hey, why don't you buy this stock yourself for the first time? Mm -hmm. Why don't you open this up on Scott trade or TD Ameritrade? And so you have to have a knowledge about it the same mm -hmm. way you do everything else that affects your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's important because you need to be in control of things. You can have your team, but it's like anything else. If you don't know what's going on, you're an absentee landlord. So how does yeah. that work? You become a slumlord in your own life. You know, things yeah. go down the tubes. You don't know what's going on. And then, oh, my God, I don't know. Then you're broke. And then what? You know, I, I think that, you know, people need to the athletes, your young athletes out there. You're listening to the show. You're watching the show. You got to go and, and listen to what Ryan has to say, because the things that you bring to the table are real. You've been there. You've been yeah. there and a lot of people, you know, they, they may think, oh, my God, you've been there. It must have been rough. It's probably the best lesson that I had, probably that you had, because it allows you to do what you're doing now. If you didn't yeah. have that lesson, you would still be on that roller coaster. And, it, you know, it's better to get off that roller coaster earlier on when you're younger as opposed to when you're older because it's kind of tough, you know. And uh, one, one thing that I, I want to bring up, two actually two things we're going to bring up. I have to get your opinion on the Super Bowl. 
and Tom Brady and Gronk and even Antonio Brown with, with all his drama, you know, he made history, something we probably won't see in our lifetime again. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, uh, really, that was his masterpiece game. Yeah. 21 of 29 with three touchdowns. Wow. Uh, he was fantastic. And and the run game was there as well. But, you know, one of the things I, I constantly, and I was asking myself watching the game, how is he always the underdog? How is Tom Brady in his 10th Super Bowl the underdog? I mean, he's just, if you don't like Tom Brady, you don't like the game of football. His yeah. dedication, his commitment to his body and his techniques. Mm -hmm. And how about the risk? There was no guarantee leaving New England that he would succeed. And he did right. it in his first year. Yep. Uh, and Rob Gronkowski making all of us retirees proud, making all of us retirees think yeah. he could come back and, and win a Super Bowl. It's just amazing. Uh, Tom Brady, what he's been able to do. And I know from playing with Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger, mm -hmm. when you have a guy like that, you as an individual find a whole new level of production and, and way to play because of how talented they are how much knowledge they have, and how much they change at the line of scrimmage. And it's a cause. Now you're fighting for a cause as opposed to just playing the game. It's more than that. You know, Tom Brady, he commands. It's not that he says, you have to respect me. He doesn't have to. You respect him because he deserves it. And you fight for him because he earned it, and he fights with you. If you notice, every game that he plays, game face all the time. You don't see him smiling until the last two minutes of the game. Other than that, it's game face all the time. And it just amazes me how people wrote him off. Same way they wrote off Tiger Woods and, uh, and, and other athletes. They say, you're too old, you're too this, you're too that. You come back and, you know, you, you go and you show them that you can still make things happen. And I, I think that's important. I think that's going to motivate a lot of people. But it's history, right? It's history. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and just to talk about business really quick, you know, with the athletes, uh, Hank Aaron, perfect, perfect example. When he when he was he was making money, but then he found he wasn't really holding on to it. He had someone that came to him just like yourself and said, Hank. You need to go and and take care of your finances. You need yeah. to go and buy and buy franchises. You need to do this. And he started to listen. He started doing it because his wife told him to do it. He started doing it, and guess what? He 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 died wealthy. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and, and and go ahead, go ahead. Well, and it's just a and think about the impact that Hank Aaron had building wealth in the time that he did. I mean, yeah. even me. My, one of my first properties, uh, I was I went to a bank and was talking and, and using leverage. Hey, this bank's gonna give me this rate, and and for the first twenty minutes of a forty-five minute meeting, you know, this banker couldn't understand how I invested my money. I mean, he literally said, "How did you do this? How did you invest this money?" And you know, my success, you know, is, is a form of activism. When I walk into the bank and they call me Mr. Harris, that that changes things for a lot of people in that bank. When I go to Google uh -huh. and, and speak about financial literacy, they know right away in seeing me, it's going to be a different conversation. Right. And, and in that way, especially as athletes, the Hank Aaron example you mentioned, uh -huh. uh, you get to prolong your impact and raise the expectations others have uh -huh. of people who may look like you or have a similar resume. Right. And that sends ripples of change across our nation. And I think that's important because, you know, at the end of the day, we bleed the same. 
We we walk the same. I mean, basically, people are people. I don't care about color, creed, uh, religion, whatever. You know, it doesn't much matter because you know that's what makes everything great, right? The big melting yeah. pot of everything. But I think, and you know, with financial literacy, I think that that's universal. Okay, you, yeah. you you need to know what's going on there in order to better yourself. You know, and and I know you got other things that you need to go do right now. So what we're gonna do is talk about your book and talk about how people can learn more about you and everything else. Cause we're going to bring you on again, but this is, this is our, our, our first encounter, you know, on the show and we're going to have more of these encounters going on. That's for sure. But let people Absolutely. know how, how to, you know, uh, learn about your book, learn about what you're doing and everything else. Thanks Lewis. And, and thanks it. for having me on joining you is the best, you know, uh, anybody wants, you know, uh, if I can be a resource in any way, you know, check out RyanHarris68.com. You know, it's my website. It has a lot of recent events and information on there. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. You can just search Ryan Harris and I'm on uh, LinkedIn as well. So I'm here to be a resource for you, whether that's your company or yourself. Uh, you know, I've, I've had my success. I, I'm stable and I want others to do have that as well. And especially financially, we just have such an opportunity to create ownership and to create um, really leverage and stability, and that's something that we all need. All right, I, I think 100% they need to do that. And you have you have one book, you have another one in the making, right? Yep, yep. Mindset for Mastery was a bestseller. You can catch it on Amazon, and uh, we're working on our money book coming up here, just pulling some of the different articles that I've had great responses from to just help people understand, listen, managing money is one of the hardest things you are going to do in life. Find out what you want to do, what your mindset is, what your goals are with your money, and then behave that way, and you will achieve those financial goals. Beautiful. Ryan, brother, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you, man. And for all those that are, have been watching the show, Super Bowl champion, financial uh, literacy advocate, and just an all-around great person And Ryan Harris. Ryan, thank you so much. Stay with me, and you guys join us again for another episode of the UCW. Initiating special sequence. Your official UCW radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.